Hey friends, are you bummed lately about your budget, feeling frustrated, looking for fresh ideas, and need to make a shift from how you've been operating? Well, don't despair. This episode is for you. The theme of today is not only about how to build a solid budget, but also things to help you reduce stress. You're stressed about money and your budget, and I'm here to help you avoid big mistakes and offering up strategic tips to improve your future financial outlook in far less time than it took me. So stay tuned. So everyone dreams of living a life of abundance, but here's the harsh truth. Having a higher income doesn't guarantee spending wisdom and your toys may eventually suffocate you financially. Are you there yet? In fact, 8 million people earning over six figures are actually living paycheck to paycheck. But it's time we change that for you. Welcome to Budgeting Brilliance, a podcast for busy career-focused moms feeling stuck between mounting credit cards and cars. I'm Shauna Lay a family budgeting expert specializing in tools that corporate moms can use to change their perspective of budgeting as a necessary evil to being an empowering tool to make smarter decisions. If you've been looking for a budgeting network focused on more than just frugal living, you're in the right place. Stop letting your finances dictate your life. Okay, so tip number one. You've heard this before. It should be of no surprise. But if you are looking for a refresh on how you've been operating in 2024, you need to not only have a budgeting system in place, but it needs to be one that you will use. Because if you're not going to use it, of course, it's worthless. It's of no value. But whatever you do, please ensure that the budgeting method that you select includes guide rails. These are like budgeting categories and percentages about how much you should spend based on how much money you make. That is very, very important. So let me be clear and say that budgeting isn't about refraining from spending money. It's really just about managing the money that you make in the best way possible, both today and tomorrow. So this tip number one is that you need to have a system that you will put to use. So moving on to my tip number two of some money habits that you should implement in 2024, automation. Automate bill payments, savings, and investments. You need to free up your mental energy. You are too busy as a mom, a wife, a friend, a daughter, a sister, and an awesome career professional to remember so many things if you don't need to. So free up that mental energy by just automating your bills. So back when I was younger and our income fluctuated, it was so hard to maintain our sanity because we couldn't auto pay our bills at that time. If the lights would flicker, we would wonder if we remembered to pay the bill. I was constantly checing to see what the due dates were and if I paid the bill. So 
make sure you put everything on autopilot and also automate those savings. I've said this in a previous podcast. You need to set short, medium, and long-term goals. And once you do, you should create an automatic savings draft and you put aside a sinking fund for it. It needs to automatically then go into your savings account so that it's being allocated. And then you want to make sure that you review those goals every year and ensure that they're still important. Did your goals change? Did something new come up that takes priority? Be proactive, not reactive about your money and your future goals that you're striving for. And along those lines, investments should be automated as well. You like your 401k should be automatically withdrawn out of your paycheck. Consider percent increases year over year. So whatever your pay increases are, automatically move that additional percentage into your 401k so that you're not really missing out on money that you didn't have previously. And with all of that compound interest, the earlier you start doing this, the better off you'll be in the future. Okay, so this one is really personal for me. Number three, we're going to talk cars. An automobile strategy. A car is a necessity, but you need to consider the vehicle options carefully. They're not making you money. They're only draining your bank account. So we need to be choosing vehicles that are going to stand the test of time. And you need to do your part to do routine maintenance on these vehicles. So let's just think about it real quick. How much is your vehicle costing you every month? Now, I'm not going to include in this calculation the maintenance and the insurance and the gas. Although when you select a vehicle, that definitely needs to be part of your calculation of what that vehicle's costing you because it can fluctuate drastically from vehicle to vehicle. But let's just look at it from the monthly note standpoint just for this calculation. So how much is that vehicle costing you in one year? Now, let's say you get to that pivotal point where you finally pay off your vehicle and then you keep it for one year longer. How much money are you able to now set aside in your bank account because that vehicle is paid off? Now, multiply that by three years or even let's push the the envelope there and say five years. What could you do? With that amount of money, let's say that, well, let's put some real numbers behind that. Let's say that was a $500 a month car note. After one year, that is $6,000 set aside because you paid off that car. In three years' time, you're up to $18,000. And goodness, over five years, we're talking $30,000. Could your emergency fund be fully funded with that amount of money? How much could your investments grow? And if you include compounding interest until you retire, just think about how much that could be. Hey friends, I wanted to pause and ask you a quick question. 
Do you know how much ineffective budgeting and poor planning is costing you every month? And I'm not even speaking monetarily, but also emotionally. What if your finances were on autopilot? You knew exactly where your money was going and how much you had at all times. You know, when this happens, your short fuse rarely shows its face anymore. You start to have more headspace, your shoulders relax, and you enjoy life again. You may actually have time to do the things you want to do. I'd like to help you get that this year. If you'd like to be more confident in your budgeting skills and have a plan in place, go ahead and schedule a free debt freedom discovery call with me. During our chat, we'll determine if I can help you and what services I'll provide and how it can be a complete game changer in your life. So if you're ready for a fresh start, go ahead and click on the link in the show notes and schedule your debt freedom discovery call with me today. And think about that money in other ways that could increase the quality of your life. Get creative. Really think about what could I do with another $30,000 if we just hit the pause button on getting a new vehicle and just maintained that vehicle for a few more years. That is something that I wish that I would have taken the time and really contemplated that instead of just rushing down to the dealership before the vehicle was completely paid off and got another one and another one and embarrassingly enough, even another one. So friends, I want you to really think about an automobile strategy especially today with interest rates as high as they are, what is the interest of those loans costing you to go back to the dealership repeatedly year over year over year when $30,000 could potentially be sitting in your bank account? Think of how generous you could be to others and the things that you could do with your family and the experiences you could have, and the lives you could change with even half of that amount of money. Okay, so moving on. We're on to number four, build in buffers. And I'm going to put buffers into two different areas of our budget. And one of them is fun money slash guilt-free spending. And the other is buffer for groceries. I can't say enough about the need to have fun money slash guilt-free spending set aside in our budgets, but I feel that I need to clarify. If you are not in a high debt situation and you can sufficiently allocate a percentage of your income towards fun money, guilt-free spending, you absolutely need to do it. 5%, 10%, 15%. It's really based on what your overall budget looks like in the categories that you have allocated money towards, but how much could you afford to put in this area? This is vitally important so you don't resort to credit cards to buy things that come up because you have money set aside that can be spent for purchases like this because life happens and it's for your own sanity that you 
have these built-in buffers into your budget so that you don't go over. However, unfortunately, if you are in a high debt situation and you really want to start focusing more on getting debt-free, understand that your debt comes first here. But I still want you to set aside something, a very small percentage, even if you can't even make it to a full percent, and it's something like $50 a week, $100 a month, something. You need to set aside something just to give you a little bit of breathing room because you don't want things to be so tight that you can't afford to go over on your groceries by $25. And then the next purchase ends up on a credit card. Now, I mentioned groceries in my previous example there. So buffering in additional money for groceries, something like $50 or $75 a week helps you to be more strategic. Now, this isn't for those situations where you didn't do your meal planning and you're just buying a bunch of stuff. That's not what this extra is for. The extra is for times when those really good discounts come up or they're running, you know, a sale that allows you to buy more of the things that you were already going to purchase, but you have the freedom and the flexibility to be able to load up on a a couple of household items that you wouldn't have been able to do otherwise because you were on such a tight restricted budget that you didn't allow for a grocery buffer. So I encourage you to consider buffering your weekly groceries by some number just to give you that extra wiggle room. So now we're on the number five. I feel like I didn't do this enough in hindsight. So I wanted to share this next tip with you is to be more strategic with your career. Now, I had a career. I knew what I was going to continue to do for a living. However, I was not as intentional in taking proactive measures to accelerate my earning potential. And that's what I would like to pass along to you is that as 2024 starts to come up, make sure that you have those meaningful conversations with your boss or a mentor to understand what it's going to take you to get to the next level. Now, you may not want to make the next level this year, but you need to know what it's going to take. You need to have targets. You need to keep your eye in the future just so that you know, so you know what you're working with. Allow yourself to be open to new ideas, different ways of thinking, new opportunities. And and you won't actually know what it takes unless you start having these conversations. If I reflect back on my career, I think I probably had three major areas where I had a significant boost in pay. And, And that's over my 23 year professional career. Now, I will be the first to say that I was probably stagnant for far too long. I was very comfortable, had kids during some of that time frame. But it wasn't until the last five, eight years, I really started to become more curious, started having some mindset changes, 
then things just started to pick up. I asked questions. I started asking questions to my boss, like I mentioned earlier. And I started to think differently. I asked myself things like, who do I want to become? Not just what did I want to do, but how did I want to see myself, a better version of myself? You know, not everything is about the actual things that you accomplish. You'll reap greater rewards if you start asking yourself, how can I help my department improve, the company improve? How can I be a better coworker? How can I be a better employee? When you start doing that, well, at least when I started doing that, things just started to flow in my favor. My manager knew that she could trust me because I was ready for bigger tasks. She knew that I wanted to stretch and learn. I started to exceed expectations. I started to become selected for special training. I made myself available. And in turn, I got a higher annual bump in pay and later received a promotion with a higher incentive payout, all because I shifted my mindset. And you know what making small mental shifts will do for you? It'll actually trickle into other aspects of your life. You'll start asking yourself, like, how can I become a better wife, a better mother, a better friend, a better leader in the community? Just whatever it is you do, expand your thinking on becoming a better version of yourself. And I promise it will work in your favor too. So that one was strategic career planning. And I actually have a bonus. I'm going to throw a sixth one in here. Is that I want you to be flexible. Check and adjust and just keep trying. Because all too often in life, when things don't work out our way, we think we failed. And mistakes aren't failures. Really, they're just little lessons, life lessons that happen to us along the way. And they're necessary. Because if you don't know, then you don't grow. But you just need to pick up and keep moving forward. Mistakes will happen along the way, but they're good for you. Embrace them. Incorporate what you've learned and just keep moving on. Don't dwell on the past. And if what you're doing isn't serving you, then you need to drop that and pivot. Don't waste any more energy. So flexibility and knowing when to pick up and adjust is my last tip here. So let's recap. Of the five money habits that I think that you should make in 2024 is number one, have a budgeting system that you will use. Number two, set up automation in three areas. Your bills need to be automated, your sinking funds going into your savings account, and your investments. Number three, automobile strategy. Four, have buffers for fun money and groceries. And five, that all-important career strategy so that you can more easily fund one through four. 
And the bonus, be flexible. Just pick up and keep moving on. Because budgeting isn't difficult. You just need to make sure you're intentional about the things that you're doing and take the right steps forward. Now, if you need help on how to budget, you don't know where your money's going every month, and you want to have confidence in your finances and know that you are budgeting the right way, schedule a free discovery call with me. Let's stop putting off getting your family's budget where it needs to be in 2024. So go ahead and click on the link in the show notes. And with that, I encourage you to stay diligent, be intentional, and continue to budget brilliantly. So friends, I hope you found value in today's episode and that it encouraged you in some way to take an action towards focusing on your budget. If you would like to snag some free budgeting resources like a quick starter kit, debt elimination workbook, just head on over to my website, sanitysense.com. That's sanitysense, C-E-N-T-S dot com. And if you liked today's episode, please consider leaving a five-star review so you can help others find this message and get the budgeting help that they've been longing for too. So here's to budgeting your best life. Somewhere in some form or f- in some form of fa- former fashion, form of fashion, former fashion. There we go. In some form or fashion. <laughs>